0: Red Sox opening day is getting closer and closer. And while we don't know just who will be the opening day starter just yet, we do know who it won't be. You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every single day, especially on this Monday morning. I'm your host, Nessens Lauren Willand. Jake is still in Atlanta for work, so I am flying solo, but he will be back soon. But opening day is 17 days away. The roster is starting to take shape. There is still a lot of questions going into the season, kind of how the lineup will look. But another question is, who will be the opening day starter and I think many assumed that it would be Chris Sale or at least Chris Sale's job to lose. And apparently he's already lost that job because he will not be the opening day starter. Alex Cora confirmed that on Sunday. He said, you can write that one down. He knows that already. Cora did say that he will announce the opening, st- opening day starter in the next few days. So we will know who it will be. We do have an idea of who it will be, though. But Alex Cora said that about a month and a half ago, he talked to Chris Sale about this decision And he said that Chris Sale took the the conversation very well. And Cora said it was his decision. It was Alex Cora's decision to not start Chris Sale. He said, I want him to enjoy opening day as a regular baseball player. Just the whole opening day thing. Whenever he pitches in the rotation, he'll pitch in the rotation. But I decided that like a month and a half ago. And we had that conversation. And he also added that everything is normal with Chris Sale. And that they just want to keep him on schedule. I do think it's smart. This is the first time since 2019, bearing any setback that Chris Sale will be on the opening day roster. So that is a win in and of itself. It's been a long time since we've seen Chris Sale on the opening day roster. And I think Cora just wants, like he said, wants him to enjoy opening day. He doesn't want to put any added pressure on him. And he's still obviously going to be part of this rotation, but I really thought it would be Chris Sale. I just thought, you know, he's the the obvious choice in this rotation, even though he hasn't pitched a full season in a, in a while. And like I just mentioned, he hasn't been on the opening day roster since 2019. So I thought this would be kind of a good way to, I don't know, get his confidence back. I mean, he doesn't, I feel like opening day would not wouldn't change that either way, but it just felt like this was going to be the season that we see Chris sale be the opening day starter. So you're looking at this rotation and you're looking at the options for opening day. And maybe you're kind of thinking, Who is it? Who is going to pitch on opening day against the Baltimore Orioles at Fenway Park? And while it's not confirmed, Alex Kaur did say that, quote, there's a good chance that it will be Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber's had a very solid spring training so far. I've really liked what I've seen from him. And I think as of right now, if you're not going with Chris Sale, then yeah, I think Corey Kluber would be the the best choice he's allowed two runs on nine hits this spring training he's had four walks eight strikeouts across seven and two-thirds innings of work this spring and he has started three times and he's made five opening day starts in his career so he does have a little bit of opening day experience and he's been very solid this spring for the red sox there obviously is a lot of questions surrounding him he's a bit older He's new to this team. What can he bring to this rotation that already has a lot of questions surrounding it going into the new season? But I do think Corey Kluber, if you're not going with Chris Sale, you have to go obviously with the best pitcher who's been who's been your best pitcher in spring. And I think that's Corey Kluber. Like I said, I've liked what I've seen from him. He has good command. The four walks, I obviously would like to see a little bit less of, but... You take what you can get and you kind of, you know, you pick and choose your battles when it comes to the pitchers. But four walks obviously could be a lot worse, but the eight strikeouts is very nice. And he just looks very comfortable on the mound, at least from what I've seen this spring. I haven't watched all of his spring training starts, but I have seen a few. And it's been nice to see him on the mound and looking like he can be a a really strong contributor for this Red Sox team. So I'm really excited to see what he can do and what he can bring to this team. And opening day, I mean that—that's a big honor to be the team's opening day starter, especially on a team like the Red Sox and a historic franchise. Does have a lot of success, and they are used to winning. Maybe not so much. you know the last year but if Corey Kluber can help get this team off to a strong start a a nice win on opening day that's obviously going to be a big confidence booster for him for the Red Sox and maybe even for their fans yes it's one game out of 162 but you have to start the season on a high note and I in a way I mean I yes I did say that yes go with your best pitcher from spring I am surprised it was Corey Kluber I didn't I mean, he's he's you know he's a veteran of this league. He does have a little bit of opening day experience, but I did not think that Cora would go with him. I think I said this in an episode. I'll have to go back and look, but I did not think it was going to be him. I thought I said something along the lines of like, oh, you know, it could be Corey Kluber. Never say never. And here we go. That it probably will be Corey Kluber. I have no issue with it. I'm excited for for Corey Kluber. I'm excited to see how he does opening day. And like I said, it's not confirmed, but Cora did say there is a good chance. So we'll know later this week. I doubt we'll know Monday. I'm going to guess like Wednesday, Thursday. But you never know with Alex Cora. He might just drop it in there. I mean, he's he's done things like that before in the World Series when he was like, oh, David Price is pitching tomorrow. And everyone's like, wait a second. Like, we thought it was Chris Sale. He's like, well, you didn't ask. So I think people are going to ask who the opening day starter is. Especially now, we're, we're approaching the two-week mark from the regular season. The Red Sox still look good in spring training. Yes, now they've lost some games. But you're really starting to see the... The pitchers kind of take shape. You're looking at the rotation, the lineup, and everything looks looks solid for the Red Sox. And I, I said this in yesterday, yesterday's episode that it's just cautiously optimistic. I do have a lot of optimism, but I'm, I'm cautious about it because spring training, these games don't matter. But it's always good to see the Red Sox obviously win games if they were getting blown out or if they were losing, if their record was reversed, there would be a lot of negativity around this team. And even though that they have been winning, there's still, I mean, there's positivity around this team, but I just think a lot of fans, they are like me, just cautiously optimistic. And I know that there's fans out there that are very, very excited. I'm excited for the new season to start. There's a lot of intrigue around this team. And now that we're kind of starting to see the, the rotation take shape, I'm excited to see who's, how Cora will, the starting rotation after Corey Kluber so there's still time to build the lineup and build the rotation but getting that opening day starter is you know the first start into seeing what this rotation is going to look like and get these guys on a a five-day schedule or a five-game schedule and start really kind of shaping your roster as it pertains to games and start taking these games maybe a bit more seriously because you know that the season is approaching everyone knows the the questions surrounding the Red Sox. Everyone knows the doubt that the guys on this team know that a lot of people are doubting this team going into 2023. So I think the games as much as yes, they don't matter. I think that they're going to start to matter a little bit more to the Red Sox just because now this is we're getting toward the end of spring training. We're starting to kind of really see what this team can be going into 2023. Speaking of roster moves and all that good stuff, the Red Sox did make a few more moves over the weekend and provided a very positive update On Justin Turner. We'll talk about that in our second segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast just as soon as I tell you about LinkedIn because these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager if you own a small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster And it's for free. I know a couple of my friends own small businesses. They run their small business. They're absolute superheroes, but they need to find the best candidates to help fill the roles that they need in order to make their small business be successful. And a lot of them have used LinkedIn jobs and they've all had success. They tell me that they found their best qualified candidates on LinkedIn and it's just been very helpful in order to help their small business succeed. You can also post your job for free. It's super easy to create a job post. You add the job post, then you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile picture so you can spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and the experience so you can quickly prioritize who you wanna interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedInJobs.com slash That's LinkedIn.com slash to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We've talked a lot about Justin Turner the last few episodes, and he's making a very, very impressive recovery. That trend continued over the weekend. Athletes are a different brand of human. I just feel like they are... That they could be superheroes too. They come back from these crazy injuries, and Justin Turner especially, he's avoided serious injury. But even just getting hit in the face, he, yes, he didn't break any bones, but you still got your stitches, you still got hit in the head, and it's still, it's still traumatic. You see all this blood. There was a very bloody scene. It was scary, and he avoided anything serious. And Just now that he's back with the team is such, such a positive sign for him. And the fact he was able to walk away on his own. He had the trainer with him, but that was... That was positive. He was on Twitter giving updates. His wife was giving updates and it all just seemed very, very positive. And like I said, that continued over the weekend. He talked to the media for the first time since getting hit in the face. And he said, I got pretty lucky, all things considered. Every day I've been getting a little bit better. I actually got the last of the stitches out removed on Sunday and starting to do some baseball baseball activities. So that's encouraging. It's very, very Encouraging. If you look at everything, it's amazing. He didn't suffer any, any facial fractures. He didn't break any teeth. And seeing him back with the team is very, very positive. And it's an, an, ex- an exciting thing because he's new to this team. He's a veteran on in MLB. So, you know, and he's trying to get acclimated with his new teammates. So seeing him back right away and just wanting to help this team is very, very encouraging. And he was talking about the incident as a whole. He said everything was pretty numb in the moment. I knew I was bleeding. I had no idea where I was bleeding from. Couldn't feel my teeth really. So didn't know if they were all there. And then he said, and just want to get past the heat wave that you get and the feeling that you think you're going to pass out. Once, once I was able to get to the room, lay down, get hooked up to some IVs and stuff, calm down, it was actually pretty smooth sailing from there knock on wood. And I'm sure there was a ton of adrenaline running through him at that point. You don't know what's going on and you see the blood, you know, that you are bleeding, but to not know what's happening, do you have all of your teeth? What's go, do you have a concussion? Is anything broken? There's so many questions in that moment. And again, so much adrenaline running through your body that you're probably just like, get me to the room, get me hooked up to what I need to get hooked up to. And let's, let's get this show on the road so I can figure out what's, wrong. So it's just been very encouraging from start to finish. And as for opening day, while we don't know 100% for certain if he will be on the roster, Alex Cora is providing positive updates as well. He said that he was going to do on Sunday, a lot of stuff that was inside. So the training room, the gym, he has been walking on the treadmill. So probably going to up that a little bit more. And then on Monday, Cora said that Turner most likely will start doing the baseball activity side of his recovery, ground balls, hitting, And he said that Turner is in a really good spot. He feels very good. So it's all just very, very positive. So as I'm recording this, the Red Sox have not provided any additional updates on Turner just yet, but we'll see how Monday goes for him. We'll see how he progresses through the the gym, the baseball activities, and just the whole mental side of it too. I mean, it's not, it cannot feel very good, obviously, to get hit in the face with, with a baseball, with a pitch, and then trying to go back out there and just maybe it's in the back of your head thinking, oh, is this going to happen again? What if it does? What if I'm not so lucky next time around? But I feel like athletes too, they are able to quickly kind of get back into a mindset of, I'm here to help the team. And then if it does happen again, I'll deal with it in that moment. But right now I'm recovering from you know the first time it happened and I'm going to get into a good spot to help this team and make sure that it doesn't impact me going forward. I'm sure it's not easy. I mean, I'm sure there is some anxiety surrounding it, but like I said earlier, Justin Turner is a different kind of human and I have no doubt that he's going to be able to contribute to this team and I'm I'm excited to see. I hope that he's on the opening day roster because I want to see what he can do for this team. I want to I feel that way about a lot of players, not just newcomers, but the people like Tristan Costas, even Rafael Devers. I'm excited to see what he can do first year, you know, after signing that that big extension and kind of being the the newer face of this franchise. So there's a lot of players on this team where I'm just, I'm excited to see what they can bring. Justin Turner is one of them. We know he's been a successful baseball player. Hopefully the recovery continues to go well for Turner and that he's on this roster for opening day. And he just has a very, very strong season. And now that we're getting deeper into March, we're talking about roster cuts and kind of where players are going. Are they going to go to minor league camp? Are they staying with the Red Sox? Are they going to AAA? So there's been some moves throughout. The last week or so and it's not the bigger names that have been not not cut but have been reassigned to you know their next destination but over the weekend the Red Sox optioned Brian Mata to triple a Worcester and Ryan Sheriff was also assigned to minor league camp so Mata has looked very very good this spring his fastballs reached into the 100s that's always fun to see especially when Cora has said that he believes Mata will be part of this Red Sox roster at some point in 2023 so I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Mata. They already are just with the, the hype around him, him being a top prospect and him having the setbacks as well with the Tommy John surgery. But he's had a very, very strong spring. He's, he did make a case to be on this opening day roster, but not that he was an easy choice to option to AAA. I just think that with the, the buildup they want to still give him and the fact that they know he will be part of this team at some point. I think it was just, you'll go down there until you're ready to come up, which may not be all that long. Originally, I said that he'll probably be a September call-up, which even though that's six months from now, it's going to fly by when the season starts, but he's definitely going to be a player to watch for. And I don't even know if September, if he makes it to September, because if Mata can keep doing what he's been doing in spring training, if he can do that in AAA Worcester and just really start to impress and be the pitcher that a lot of people believe he can be, Cora might have a difficult decision in bringing him up or at least trying to keep him in Worcester, especially if his pitchers are struggling. Obviously, you do not want to rush him through. I'm very big on that. Do not rush these players through AAA, no matter how dominant they can be. But if they truly believe that he can help this this team in 2023 and you have some of your pitchers struggling – You call him up and you get him into the big leagues. Mata has had seven scoreless innings through four great foot league games. So he's really showing... That, he's, that he can be very, very good. He's showcasing his fastball. He's showcasing all of his pitches. And he's showcasing that maybe he is worth the hype because right now he certainly looks like it. I really hope this translates into MLB action and even in AAA as well. Worcester is a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun players. If you can get to a game to Polar Park, you absolutely have to. It's a beautiful park. They have a lot of good players on this team. And you get to see Brian Mata. That's that's a lot of fun. I got to see Brian Bayo a few times in Worcester and it's so fun watching these guys warm up, watching them get on the mound and just watching them do their thing because you're looking at them being like, these are the, the guys who are going to be the future of this, of this team. And if Mata continues to be strong in AAA, you're going to want to see that in Red Sox action sooner rather than later. So he's definitely going to be somebody to keep an eye on. And then Ryan Sheriff, he signed a minor league contract with Boston in the offseason. He's had a fine spring. He allowed one unearned run in four innings across four outings. But I do think that he was kind of an obvious choice to get assigned to minor league camp. So some minor roster moves, and some, we'll, we're definitely going to be seeing more of this. I think a lot of people are kind of looking out for what's going to happen with Bobby Dalbeck and Jared Duran because they're having okay springs. They're not, they're not out here being like, oh, these, these two people are definitely going to Worcester to start the season. So I think those, those cuts will come, obviously, as opening day gets closer. But those are two guys that I think people are going to really start watching and keep their eyes on because where do they belong on this roster especially if this roster is close enough to 100 healthy going into opening day where do they fit do they fit do they send them to Worcester and just stash them there do they just bring them up when there's injuries or illness lots of questions surrounding Duran and Dahlbeck still but we'll have those answers soon enough opening day is closer than we think and they're going to have to decide what to do with them. We have one more segment of our Locked On Red Sox podcast. We are going to do the Mental Health Minute. We have not done that in a while. But before we do that, I just want to tell you about Built Bar because the Built Bar March Madness bracket is here and we know you have a favorite bar or puff. You know my favorite is Cookies and Cream and now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I think it's pretty obvious. I'll certainly be voting for Cookies and Cream it's my favorite built Bar. I've been talking about Cookies and Cream for over a year, and they have amazing flavors. I've loved every flavor I've tried from Bilt Bar, but nothing comes close. Let me know what your favorite flavor is. Let me see your bracket. I really want to see your brackets for the built Bars because I want to see how we differ, if we're, if we're similar, and everything in between. And if you want the Red Sox to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar, support your Bilt Bar Puff. Supportive is basically the story here. And when you vote for your favorite bar or your favorite puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You have got to try Built because Built is the best protein bar. I love it. It doesn't give off that chewy, cardboardy flavor that some other protein bars out there have. They taste so good. They're healthy for you they're covered in 100% real chocolate every bar even the puffs 100% real chocolate run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there you can never go wrong with that you can vote every day in March so hop on in and support your picks so it's been a hot minute since we've done the mental health minute but we did want to end this show today with the mental health minute the Monday mental health minute, if you will. But it's been like I said, it's been a while since we've done this. And we've talked before the importance of being able to reset, recharge and make sure that your battery is full because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to make sure that your cup is filled. And you do that by by doing things that bring you joy, whether that's you know going for a walk, napping, going to the gym, or maybe you're cooking or baking something like your favorite meal, your favorite dessert, and just something that you do for yourself. And I think that's so important because sometimes I think we lose sight of that because I'm naturally a people pleaser. I want to, or I want to put other people first. I want to make sure their, their needs are taken care of. And sometimes I burn myself out just by doing that, but it's so important that you're giving your best self to your job, to your friends and to yourself. That's, that's the most important thing is that. When you're giving your best version of yourself, you're able to give you know, 100% to the things that you want to, maybe even the things you don't want to and that you feel like you kind of need to do throughout the day. But the more that you're charged, the more that you're taking care of yourself, the easier those kind of mundane tasks become. I'm thinking today, there's a lot to do for me today. My I have to pick up my dog from daycare. I'm so excited. She had a long weekend away at her daycare with all of her friends. I still have to grocery shop. I have to do the, the basic things around the house. but knowing that I took time for myself this weekend, I saw some friends this weekend and I was able to just get a lot of rest and put myself first and my needs first and now I'm able to get all these things done. I have a clear head. My friend is coming over a little later. So even though it's you know, it's not it's not the most fun things to do besides picking up my dog, but it's stuff that I'm able to do and I'm not dreading it because I was able to reset and recharge this weekend. And I hope you're able to do the same. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Red Sox right here on YouTube, Apple Spotify, wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us. Don't forget you can also check us out on Twitter at L O underscore Red Sox, Jake at Jake Iggy, and then me, La 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 Lauren, three laws Lauren with four R's. And don't forget to check out all the other shows across the Locked On Network, Locked On Phillies, Locked On Yankees, Locked On Astros. We're all super hyped that opening day is getting closer. Where We love bringing you baseball content Monday through Friday. And now that you've made Locked On Red Sox your first listen, make sure you make Locked On Fantasy Baseball Listen, number two, because if you want to win your fantasy league this year, you will listen to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and right here on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, bringing you all the latest news and updates surrounding the Red Sox. Maybe we'll have an opening day starter to discuss, but until then, we'll end this show how we always do. Keep the faith and let's go Red Sox.